Alrighty, we are back. Your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly. It's episode number 492. We are recording live on November the 24th. Aubriana, how are you? How's the week going? It's good. I am great. It's a beautiful day here. I actually finally got outside and went for a run yesterday for the first time in a while. Um, and so that was really nice. And my goal is to run every day until Thanksgiving. Uh, I need, you know, to like work off those calories in advance a little bit. Um, and everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving. So a little bit of a slower paced work week and, um, you know, just gearing up for some family time and I'm excited to relax, maybe decorate for Christmas, all of that. Um, but yeah. So how are you? Yeah, good. Uh, it's been really busy here. Uh, we got our first uh, snowfall uh, this uh, past weekend, and uh, <laughs> but it's warming up again. It's it'll all be gone, I think, by tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. It was pretty um, to see the snow on the trees and whatnot. Um, yeah, it kind of puts you a little bit in that in that Christmas uh, season spirit. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's just another week. It's uh, continues. Uh, you know, I guess it's for you guys. It's a little different with Thanksgiving uh, coming up, so it's a little bit of a shorter week. For us, it's we already had that, so you know, we're just it's just a regular work week for us. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, there's there's not a lot going on. You know, COVID continues. Uh, we're in the red zone here now. Uh, back into. Uh, a lockdown scenario for the most part here in Toronto area and uh, yeah you know we uh, we continue to fight on so that's that's about all that's going on here yeah I think we're definitely obviously we're not in lockdown yet um, and being in Georgia I'm not sure that we will go back to that we'll see but we're definitely in the red zone here too and you know we're doing pretty low-key Thanksgiving this year so um, you know, it's like, how do you cook all this food for just your immediate family? It gets hard. So we're doing the, uh, whole foods pickup and I'm just cooking a couple of side dishes. So thank you whole foods for making great Thanksgiving meals and <laughs> letting us, uh, moms of little ones have a little bit of a break. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot going on right now and, you know, it's not a good idea to be doing a lot anyways. So exactly. But we're going to be thankful and just be grateful for our health and, and family, you know? Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, we've got a good show for you this week. We got uh, four interesting stories that we wanted to, uh, to share with you. And as per usual, I'll let Abriana kick us off. All right. So if you are deciding to maybe uh, brave travel during the holiday season, uh, Google has some interesting updates that they have been adding in and some new features on their Google Maps app. And so um, I was having a hard time finding it, but I finally figured it out. And uh, one of the features that they are adding is COVID related, uh, you know, they say transit data, but really it's just COVID related data. So if you want to take a peek at maybe, um, you know, the path that you're traveling as you're going along, you can add a new layer to the map that you're viewing. Um, just like you would go into layers to see like a satellite layer or anything like that. And you can see the numbers. Um, it's based on the counties uh, in, in the US anyways, it's based on the counties and 
they cite the sources that, that they're pulling this data from and you can kind of see like is it red is it yellow you know where are the cases going up or down in that particular county and uh, so it's interesting by the way just a heads up you do have to update your app to get that feature i had to i was you know pulling my hair out like where is this you know this seems like a easy thing to to pull up but um updated the app and it worked well they're also going to feature some live um like crowd levels tied to transit so if you're taking public transit anywhere um you know you can kind of see in live like how crowded the, the public transit is um obviously most people aren't taking public transit here in atlanta because it doesn't really go anywhere that exciting airport maybe yes uh, anywhere besides that, not not too many places. Um, other updates, they are including uh, the ability to see like the status of live food, takeout, delivery. You know, if you are placing that through the Google Maps, you can kind of see where that is. Probably similar to the features that you would see like on Postmates or Grubhub, where you can see where your driver is um, and delivering that to you. Um, so yeah, I think that this is good. You know, right now with just wanting to be safe and maybe. Maybe that even changes like where you want to stop and get gas on your drive or, you know, where you want to think about if you do want to travel or not taking a peek at, you know, the county that you are driving to or going to visit family in if you are braving that um, and just be safe. Uh, you can also see testing centers nearby and, you know, there's lots of other features that are in there. So, um, you know, Google's just rolling out features left and right, trying to keep us safe in this. And I think this is a pretty good, you know, this is a good rollout, good feature. It's nice to be able to have that at your fingertips and not have to kind of comb through a lot of things um, and know what the sources are right there. Um, so I like it. I think it's a, a helpful tool as we are continuing to, you know, navigate life in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, you know, just uh, more data is better. Uh, just knowing kind of what's going on around you, trying to stay informed um, to be able to make better decisions for you, your family and, and those around you. I mean, and so, you know, just presenting it in this way to kind of know what's happening around you, I think is super helpful. Um, and I like that they're kind of uh, citing the sources in terms of where the data is coming from. Um, the uh, they've also updated their uh, the search side of uh, of what they're doing in terms of COVID reporting um, as far as the something uh, that they're calling the COVID nineteen information hub. Uh, so it's got you know information on how to identify symptoms, how to prevent the spread, you know all things that you can do as well to kind of um, you know sort of stay on top of uh, keeping yourself safe and keeping those around you safe. Um, so that's really good. Um, and uh, I know that they're they're launching, continuing to launch a number of developer tools as well to uh, enable developers to integrate some of these capabilities around ride sharing and delivery and COVID data, and all this stuff as well. So it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it not rocket science here, but I think you know Google's obviously well positioned um, to be able to kind of display this information and make it available in a way uh, that is easy to visualize and easy to understand kind of what's going on around you. So. I don't have a lot more to add uh, to it than that, uh, but I think it's a uh, it's a it's a good additional piece, a good layer uh, to to put on top of maps. So there you go. All right, on to our second story. Now this one completely, you know, moving away from COVID here. Um, uh, so there's a over in 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 India. Um, we're going to talk about fishing now. So there's a company called Number Eight. 
that has developed what they're calling uh, the Google Maps for Fishing. And so this is a startup um, that uh, basically, you know, for a lot of uh, fishermen in India, I mean, this is their livelihood, this is how they feed their families, this is how they support, uh, you know, their, their local economies and so on. Um, and, you know, often, you know, you go out on the, on the lake or the river or wherever and, you know, you hope for a good day, right? Like all fishermen do. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But what uh, number eight has done is come up with a way to really uh, help these, uh, these fishermen uh, be a little bit more successful in, uh, in finding where the fish are. Um, and so they've developed an app that uses satellite data to indicate where con con concentration, sorry, concentrations <laughs> of fish uh, are near the port of wherever that uh, boat is leaving from. Um, and it can also identify uh, where there's algae blooms, uh, which are often uh, seen as dead zones where fish don't uh, don't hang out because there's low oxygen levels in that area. Um, so it, it's a very interesting way to kind of use overhead satellite data to kind of help indicate where, you know, from a satellite point of view, we can see schools of fish or we can see where these algae bloom uh, clusters are or things like that. Um, and this, this is super helpful because not only does it help them know where the fish are, it helps them take a direct path, which can save on fuel costs, uh, and a number of other things um, that are quite beneficial to the fishermen who, uh, you know, are trying to make a living. Uh, this is, we're talking about, you know, commercial fishing here, not just recreational fishing. So, um, so that, you know, I, I find this super fascinating. The, the app is called OFish, just the letter O fish. Um, and like I said, it's developed by a company called Number 8. And what's really interesting is, is the history of how this came to be. Uh, so back in 2017, uh, this group was working on an app to uh, for natural disaster uh, modeling and, and uh, working in the property insurance market. Um, and then they had submitted um, some applications to the European Space Agency uh, for funding to for this app for coastal flooding and other things. And then when some of the flooding hit, uh, they saw the impact on the fishing community. And, and kind of pivoted a little bit to uh, see how they could uh, support uh, that community. And out of that came this, this OFISH app, um, which they started last year in 2019, working with local fishermen around the Mumbai area. Uh, and then they applied uh, you know, to uh, the World Food Program, uh, which had an innovation accelerator. And this, this app got basically accepted into that program and that's how it came to be. So. I love that, you know, like we talk a lot in, in the world I'm in uh, about, you know, startups and tech incubators and accelerators and so on. And I love to see that, you know, organizations like the World Food Program, the European Space Agency, these types of sort of government or quasi-governmental agencies, you know, have these incubators and have these programs as well, you know, to find really cool things to just help uh underserved markets in particular and um and, and different areas uh, like this which are just so unique and so interesting so what are your thoughts yeah i i agree with you i mean i love that somebody's thinking about how can we help um drive uh you know how can we how can we use innovation to drive uh you know economic growth or sustainment at least um especially for an industry like fishing um, what you mentioned is, you know, is so important to, um, you know, to a lot of the communities there. 
um, you know, their families, their economy, their, you know, their bellies, and just making sure that they're able to, uh, to feed the family and the community and also sustain the economy there. And there's obviously been lots of changes in the, in, in the climate and uh, lots of things that have happened that can affect that. Um, and so I think that just looking, you know, to something like this is amazing. Obviously, I'm sure uh, from, you know, selfish perspective that, uh, you know, the, the part-time fishermen who just love to go out and, and, and catch fish for fun and for sport would love to have something like this to tell them where to go. Um, but, you know, maybe that's part of the sport as well. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think this is really interesting and I'd love to, I, I'd love to see how maybe they're going to monetize that. Is it is through advertising. Is it going to be, you know, a large commercial fishing organization is going to buy the app and keep it for themselves to give them a competitive edge? Or is it just something that's going to be, you know, continue to be open source and used for good, used for, you know, the benefit of, of humanity and this industry and, and the people working in it? I mean, obviously, I hope for the latter, but uh, I think this is a really, really great way. And I love to see people just thinking outside the box about what they can do um, and, you know, what the benefits are that an app can bring, right? Like, how can how can we connect people? We see things like, you know, Samaritan connecting people, um, you know, with the homeless and being able to support them and, and help them with things nearby. Uh, we see, you know, things like this where you can just drive, um, you know, more, uh, you know, drive, I would say like an industry and, and just helping families. Like, you know, that this has a, a large trickle down effect. So this is like a feel good story for me. Um, and the technology behind it, I'm sure is, is really expansive and, and very interesting. And, and I like that they're thinking about the satellite imagery, right? Like this is not something that we think about a lot from, you know, a lot of times we're just thinking about like the GPS, just the, the precision geolocation and how that relates to, you know, marketing and advertising. And I love that they're thinking about this from a little bit of a different perspective. So. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, just to mention is, is that they've kind of connected this also to a, a marketplace uh, capability. So in terms of the actual selling of the fish that are caught. Uh, so they've got this fishing cooperative. Uh, they've got a WhatsApp group uh, to find, you know, link up buyers and sellers and all of that uh, sort of that's tied into this. So it's not just the actual like catching of the fish. It's a, it's a full sort of, economy around it that uh, that they're looking at so i think that's super interesting too so very cool very yeah um all right so um now we're like totally changing <laughs> yeah. going over to the media and entertainment industry the animaniacs do you remember animaniacs Animani I, only by name i don't i, I can't say I, i'm familiar with that i don't think i really watched it but i feel like maybe my brothers watched it um I don't know. But anyways, apparently they are relaunching Animaniacs. It was, um, you know, early 90s show, uh, like a cartoon. And now um, I guess it's coming back to Hulu and they're doing like this. Um, I don't know if it's a redo exactly, but basically Hulu is working with Out of Home, which is really interesting. Um, so they're leveraging Out of Home Digital in order to promote the show. And they're doing these like... Um, you know, on top of taxis and ride shares, they're doing these like holo holograms, um, you know, for this reboot. So uh, they're doing this, let's see, at uh, Madison Square Gardens, Times Square, Rockefeller Center, Santa Monica Pier, Sunset Strip, um, Chinese Theater. So they're all these like hollow projectors and they spin at 30 per frames per second. So, you know, it looks like these 
cartoon characters are obviously like being projected from these uh, calves. And we talked about a similar story. Um, if you remember, it was around NBA All-Star Weekend um, in Chicago that Puma did where they had like their sneakers that they were promoting. And so they had those floating on top of the cabs and um, the ride shares. So this is really interesting. They did this with a company again called Firefly, which is the out-of-home media network that had also done, um, you know, the work with, with, with Puma. Um, you know, apparently this was like a quirky millennial favorite. I, I don't know. I'm like, I guess I'm on the edge. I'm sort of that weird um, time frame where like I'm a little just slightly too old to be a millennial, but there's a lot of things still like that I'll pick out and I'll remember. And so this is probably one that would resonate more with my younger brothers than with me. And uh, but I remember it. So it's just really interesting. They're thinking about, OK, how can we reach a younger audience? And this is something that's fun for them. Obviously, a lot of the younger audience is maybe more willing to be out and about right now as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's also coming at an interesting time where they're saying that, you know, obviously shopping is about to start happening for the holidays and some people um, are, are actually willing to go shopping in person and will be doing that. Uh, so they say that 38% per of consumers are planning to shop Black Friday sales in person. So there will be, you know, a level of people seeing these types of holograms and, um, you know, they're going to be looking for signage and discounts and QR codes and all of those things. Um, and so they, you know, feel that this is still going to drive engagement and people are going to see it, even though there's not a ton of people that are out and about right now. So I think this is interesting. I, I mean, I love the idea of, um, something going beyond just the standard digital out of home and, and really like being, I don't know, fun and quirky, especially something like this, that's a cartoon, you know, the timing of it is not ideal, but you know what, that's, that's the reality right now is that like, there's still, people still have to go out. People still have to go to the store. Uh, you know, some people still have jobs that make them leave the house and they have to, to do that. Um, and so, you know, I think that it's going to still drive engagement. So I think it's a fun, uh, and quirky play for a fun and quirky type of, uh, you know, cartoon that's coming back. So I think it's, Kitchy, what you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, anytime you can sort of create some sort of uh, experience around out of home or activate uh, in a way that just engages people, I think it's worthwhile. Um, so, you know, I like it. I, I, I think the thing that really is interesting for me is that, you know, just watching sort of the last number of months, um, as far as media and content is concerned, there seems to be this sort of craving for nostalgia all, all of a sudden, whether it's, you know, Animaniacs or, you know, there's been these sort of one-off specials. I don't know if you've seen any of them where they do these sort of reboots of like a one-time episode of Golden Girls with an all-black cast or, you know, uh, there was a, I guess there's a reboot now of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like a one-time episode uh, with the original cast and Saved by the Bell is back and all, all these like, you know, like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's like, we can't come up with new shows. So we're going to go like into the archive and like come up with, you know, sort of these reboots of things. So uh, th there's something there. There's, there's some sort of just uh, like, I don't know, it's, it's like mom, you know, mom's cooking an apple pie and like, you know, we just want comfort in a tough time. And these, these are things that gave us comfort back in those days or, you know, we felt good about. Um, 
So I, I think there's a bit of that. And I think, you know, sort of the media and advertising industry is trying to find ways to kind of leverage this, uh, whether it's in out of home or in television or what have you, uh, we're seeing more and more of it. I think the one thing that, you know, from a technical perspective that I would, uh, you know, sort of would be really interesting here is two weeks ago, you remember we talked about this uh, technology from a company called Scanit that had developed this new QR and DRV reading technology and being able to read QRs from great distances up to 60 feet away. So when you're in a COVID time and you're talking about out of home and you're talking about activation and, and this kind of thing, this is, the, you know, where those kinds of technologies need to come together. Um, so, you know, if, uh, if anybody out there is listening, um, you know, uh, that's kind of putting this, uh, this Animaniacs uh, campaign together at Firefly or what have you, or Hulu, you know, go check out Scanit uh, and their new technology because it could be a good, uh, a good synergy there. Um, but yeah, I like it. I think it's, um, it's fun, it's engaging, and uh, these guys are always trying to create those great mashups between interesting content and interesting ways to activate and and i think you know from a technical point of view there's there's no limits here in terms of what can be done so i'm, I'm quite yeah. interested in, in seeing how it plays out all right yeah one final story mm -hmm. now okay so uh we've been all over the place today covid cases on google maps uh animaniacs reborn uh fishing and now we're going to talk about uh bathrooms um and uh yeah so uh there's a, uh, two guys who are basically like delivery drivers for like Uber Eats. I don't even know which platform they, they deliver for. I'm guessing it's like something like Uber Eats or, or that type of thing. Um, but uh, if, you're, if you are those types of drivers that are, you know, servicing uh, all these restaurants and right now, you know, demand is, is, is hugely up. Uh, one of the challenges you have is you're on the road all the time and you know you know you gotta you gotta you gotta take a break you gotta go to the bathroom right and so knowing where there's a restaurant that has a bathroom uh open uh could be a very valuable piece of data for you and so these two drivers have teamed up to create an app uh it's called the whiz app w-h-i-z-z -Z. and um yeah it's basically helps you sort of maps out you know restaurants nearby uh, that uh, have um you know uh bathrooms available for use and in COVID times in particular this has been even harder for a lot of these folks because many of the places are closed to anybody coming indoors it's only takeout and delivery and so on um and so they they basically built an app that kind of maps this all out um and uh yeah it's uh you know the, the two guys are named robert logan and keith crudupt um and uh yeah they they've been struggling with this he said uh that um you know a lot of these types of drivers keep a cup in the car um you know and uh you know, it's uh, just being able to find a bathroom is uh, that they can use that's open is uh, is is often a challenge. So uh, you know, they wanted to to try and address this for themselves, and I think it's become something that's quite uh, useful for many. So they've got uh, over a thousand users already. Uh, it's only available uh, in Los Angeles, uh, which is where these guys are from. Uh, they launched it in June. Um, and uh, they, they've even teamed up with restaurants or starting to team up with restaurants that uh, want to use the app to, to advertise as well. Uh, so they've teamed up with a, a group called Waba Grill, uh, which is in LA. It's the first partner restaurant on board. 
and uh, users uh, can download the app, find a view of nearby restaurants with restrooms available. It's got special icons to highlight partner restaurants where users can get a deal on food. Uh, so this is for drivers to get a deal on food. Um, and uh, when a user comes in the restaurant, they show uh, the app to an employee who grants them access to the restroom. So that's kind of cool. I, I like it. I mean, it, it's like, hey, you know, we are delivery drivers. We have a problem. We're going to find our own solution to this and, uh, and we're going to find a way to monetize it, too. I, I, I love I love their uh, their spunk and uh, and their drive here. This is this is super cool. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, it sure beats having like the, you know, in my house, what we do is we just travel with one of those little tiny training toilets, you know, for my little kids, <laughs> because yep. one, I don't want to go in a dirty bathroom uh, with little ones that are touching everything. Uh, and two, you just never know, you know, when there's those kind of emergencies. So um, this is definitely a better option for adults that are, you know, looking and that have the need to, to, uh, you know, use public restrooms because their job doesn't, you know, have an office exactly. So uh, I think this is really innovative. I love their thinking. I love that it's called the WizFinder app. And, um, and I love how they're just like bringing businesses and people together uh, and, you know, like offering extra services and perks to the people who are really making our lives easier and more convenient. You know, we're not having to go out and get food or pick up our groceries or, you know, do some of these smaller errands. And, and we, you know, a lot of us are fortunate enough to be working from home and have the ability to have all these things delivered to us. And, um, you know, the delivery part is their job. So I love that this is making their job easier. And I just think that it's like, innovative again, you know, and just thinking about like, hey, what is something that we need right now? And who knows, like in the future, this could obviously lend itself to something differently, right? Like maybe this continues to be what it is, or, you know, when things are more open in the future at some point, you know, maybe this is used for something else and, and can be repurposed. So I think that it's like a, it has, it has a, a bright future. So, um, I, I hope to see and hear more from these two drivers that were like super, you know, creative here. Yeah, I think to um, I'll try and dig it up sometime. The name's not coming to mind right now, but I, I remember many years ago on on this show. Uh, I can't. It, it's it's totally gone from my mind. But um, another group. I think it was in somewhere in Asia. I'm not sure. But anyways, they had come up with an app. Uh, that was consumer facing to know where where you could find public restrooms uh, that were clean. I think it was like about a clean ranking too, right? Yeah, that that for sure. I know that was in Singapore, but this one was specifically to address people who suffered with Crohn's and colitis, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, irritable bowel disorder and, and things like that. So they needed to know where they could go. Um, and uh and there was an app for that so you know maybe there's some opportunities to team up you know between what these guys are trying to do for delivery drivers and what you know uh is an issue that many uh people uh you know are afflicted with um to to work together so it could be really interesting it, it's completely gone from my head but it but it, i know <laughs> i know we covered it many many years ago now um but uh yeah so that's it that's our show for this week. A whole wide array of stuff there. Um, but uh, you've been listening to episode number 492 of Location Weekly. We thank you for your time. 
if you are living in the United States of America, uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, to you. Uh, have a great uh, time with your family. Stay safe. Uh, be careful. Um, don't go out where you shouldn't be going out right now. And don't gather with those you shouldn't be gathering with right now. And um, yeah, uh, we, uh, we thank you for your time. Um, and uh, of course, we'll be back next week with yet another show. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh,